0: Well, I am sitting in the trophy room enjoying some zucchini bread for breakfast. I don't know if that's the healthiest breakfast. I can't tell you one way or another. I've finished almost all of my Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. So I should be good to go to record this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> The first question we got comes from friend of Bungie, Tony.
1: Hey, Rich and Genevieve. I just went and uh, wanted to check if my new hour of builds were going to moose. So I went to that Realtree website and it looks like it's taken down. So maybe moosing is no more. I don't know. Maybe you have a a spot to, uh, a spot you know where they moved it to. And obviously, I know you have all your calculators, but it feels like the end of an era with that, uh, that Realtree moosing calculator being taken down. Anyway, so I I let
0: you all know. Have a good one. Moosing. Boy, the good old days of Death by Bungie. I did an entire crossbow appreciation month where just about all of the 31 videos in 31 days focused on moosing. Will this arrow moose? Will this crossbow moose? When I was looking at new crossbows for the upgrade, remember the search for a successor to Bungie, the quest for a successor to Bungie, and how I looked at all those different crossbow manufacturers, went through the specs, what I liked, what I didn't like. I did a dozen, two dozen videos, I don't know, over the years of that kind of format of video. And lots of times, back when I was looking at them, I was looking at whether they moosed. It became really apparent that modern crossbows moose. Now, for those of you who are a little bit new to Death by Bungie, or those of you who need a refresher. Moosing is a term that I kind of came up with. It was turning that real tree arrow momentum calculator. That was one of the early calculators on the internet that I had access to. And I would type in my arrow specs and it would tell me the amount of kinetic energy, the amount of momentum that that arrow had in it when it left the crossbow. Great stuff to have, great information to have, especially... Back in the day with the OB, with the original bungee, I was dealing with penetration issues. Now, we don't have these problems. I'm giving you a little bit of a history lesson because we don't have these problems with modern crossbows, not so much, right? And I'll get to that. But with the original bungee, where I got a lot of deer running off with the arrow, you know, like that's just not acceptable. We're crossbow hunters. That arrow is supposed to pass through. Pass-throughs are the goal of every hunting Shot. Period. I've been listening to a podcast or two here recently where people are like, oh, you know, if it runs off with the arrow, it's still the arrow is still doing damage. It still cuts a lot. If you got 12 inches of penetration, blah, 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 blah. That is BS that compound vertical bow hunters can find acceptable. That might be acceptable to longbow and recurve traditional archers. That's fine. It is not acceptable to us as crossbow hunters. If you are hunting with a modern crossbow, possible and you don't get a pass-through, there's a problem. There's something in your chain of equipment that needs to be fixed. There was something with your shot selection, the point of impact perhaps, that needs to be fixed. And these things are predictable in in advance, okay? So I'm going to get to that. But the point of this, (laughs) I'm going to go on about this for a little bit, but the moosing concept for me, was, look, if you've got a crossbow that mooses with the equipment you're using, that means if it'll moose, if it's going to go through a moose, it's going to go through your white-tailed deer. It's probably going to go through your wild boar, right? It's going to be okay for bear. If it'll kill a moose and and it's good enough for moose, according to that website, then, you know, as a rule of thumb, it's probably okay. Now, if they've taken that down, that's fine because that's still a question that I think most Of your compound bow, vertical bow hunters probably still have penetration whatnot, but really penetration with crossbows shouldn't be a big deal because modern crossbows, and I define the modern era of crossbows as crossbows that shoot somewhere in the neighborhood of 400 feet per second with somewhere in the neighborhood of a 400 grain arrow. Now you put a heavier arrow on there right now out of the SWAT X1, the newest addition to the Death by Bungie family of crossbows, I'm shooting a 500 grain arrow, 499, right? So that's a big arrow. That's a heavier arrow. And it kind of just worked out that way. I didn't design the arrow for the speed. I know I should sit down and do the math. How much is this insert going to increase the weight of the arrow? How much is the knock, the, the luminoc on the end, the veins, blah, blah, blah. You can do all that math. I actually have a spreadsheet set up for that purpose to help me figure out the weight of an arrow in advance as I'm building an arrow and I completely disregarded that and just bought some dragon claws that looked cool so (laughs) crossbow hunting somebody uh, commented on this and I should respond to that too they commented you just buy arrows because of the name and man is that true right most of your crossbow hunters, most of your hunters, most of your high-end hunters there on the YouTubes and on the TV and all that stuff, I am sure they would take offense to such a, a, um, a statement because they would be like, well, come on now, you know, I'm a professional hunter and I put a lot of the thought into this. And I do put a lot of thought into it. But for me, crossbow hunting is first and foremost a fun activity. That's what it is. So you put the fun into things. With fun names, right? Bungie is a fun name. And if you don't like putting fun into crossbow hunting, then go watch somebody else, right? There's plenty of other channels out there that take themselves far too seriously, in my opinion. (laughs) Maybe not. I mean, I watch all those channels. I appreciate people who take all of this stuff seriously. And make no mistake, I take my crossbow hunting very seriously. I'm constantly searching for the most perfect gear to complement my style of crossbow hunting, my death by bungee crossbow hunting method. So that's an ever-evolving an ever evolving quest, a constant quest. And you see me using scopes like the Burris Oracle X, and there's good and bad, and, you know, I hate being a guinea pig, and that's a whole separate podcast, right? But the moosing, eventually I found, with a heavier arrow, I could get bungee to moose, right? And with a proper broadhead, such as a hacker that opens on the inside that doesn't expend all of its energy on impact, like the rages, for example, something like that, I have enough energy to even go through the other side of a boar uh, at 40 yards. I have enough energy to go through a black bear, right? Both of those animals carried the arrow a little ways, but dropped it along the trail because they got a pass through on both of them. And that's the goal of every shot. So those are very important things. The era of moosing that we spent on Death by Bungie. It certainly was not wasted time. It's very important. I learned a lot about kinetic energy and momentum. You can go back and watch all those videos. That's great stuff. But we don't have to worry so much with modern crossbows. And the reason for that is if you shoot a modern crossbow at 400 feet per second with a 400 grain arrow, you're already over the 0.7 slugs of momentum threshold. Now, that's just a magic number. I didn't pick that number out of the air other than I, – well, I kind of did just pick that number out of the air. It also, if you are a Dr. Ashby fan, right? Dr. Ed Ashby came up with a lot of heavy arrow research over a 30-year period or more, and there's a lot of that on the Internet. And I went through a spell of heavy arrows and examining all of that stuff. I don't think you need a heavier arrow like that for a crossbow. I don't think uh, – 500, 600, 800 grains, I don't think you need that. I think if you're probably around 400, 450, you're doing pretty good. And you're probably going to be all right. And it's going to go through everything you shoot at because it's going to have 0.7 to 0.8 slugs of momentum. I think the real heavy arrows benefit traditional archers, which is obviously what most of Dr. Ed Ashby's studies revolved around, but also the compound bow vertical archers. Those guys need extra momentum, extra weight to carry that arrow through because they have less energy at launch. They aren't shooting as fast as we are. But your modern crossbows For the most part, those are tested with 400 grain arrows. Those shoot a 400 grain arrow very well. If you're shooting 400, throw a 150 grain broadhead on there. You're probably up to 450 with an arrow weight. Like the Scorpid Stalkers. I'm shooting around 442, I think. Something like that, 375 feet per second. Somewhere in that neighborhood, I don't know. And all that stuff, I'm at 0.75 slugs of momentum with that or somewhere in that neighborhood. And it's going to go through everything I shoot at. It's not a problem, right? So we're not going to have problems with that they all moose. So it is sad to see that era of moosing gone. I miss it. That's sad. But at the same time, it's not the end of the world, right? And it's not the end of the world because we have the death by bungee calculators. My partnership with Old Grumpy Hunter, friend of Bungie Gary, who I go back and forth with just about on a daily basis with all kinds of things that are crossbow related and, you know, the state of affairs in the world and all that good stuff. But he has his own channel, Old Grumpy Hunter on the YouTubes. You can check that out. And in addition to that, uh, you can check out our calculators on deathbybungie.com. There's a link on there, and you can uh, play with those calculators. It's not just momentum and kinetic energy. It is all sorts of things. I kind of came up with the ideas for the different calculators and said, hey, Gary, can you make one of these? And he said, oh, great. You know, that's that's awesome. Thanks. Uh, you know, thanks for the uh, for that. <laughs> and then he would go and make these calculators, and they turned out fantastic. I really, really do like them. So you can check out those calculators. Friend of Bungie Tony, I am sorry we can't moose anymore on the real tree. I did read in one spot that it had been moved to a different location on their website, whatever. You know, we don't have the fun graphics necessarily on the Death by Bungee calculators, but check them out, and I think you'll be very satisfied. At least we have the information, and that's the important thing. Are we going to Georgia to hunt?
1: been listening to your podcast now, so uh, since I've already browse the many of your videos and you should take a look into coming down here to georgia and hunting um yes there's quite a bit of scouting involved sometimes but we have a 12 deer limit this year 10 can be antlerless to our bucks one of those bucks is four points on one side or better or a 15 inch inside spread Um, for me, it's going to be a fun season. It starts September 9th this year and in Cherokee County where I live, get to hunt all the way until the end of January next year.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I have every intention of hunting in other states and expanding my hunting experience. I'm getting older, right? I am 52 years old and I'm not getting any younger that's the important thing right getting older is just the way it is but i'm telling you not get any younger and i'm not getting any better able to go on long trips the time for me to go on long trips is now i think i have uh some traveling to do georgia is certainly an intriguing place a friend of Bungie franklin here is not the only person to suggest uh A Georgia hunting excursion. I've had that request from other people, and I'm going to see if I can set something up along those lines. I am very intrigued by that possibility. I have some other plans. I'm going to do some videos on this stuff too, but I do have, I've made a list of trips that I want to take, animals that I want to go after, taxidermy I would like to have, meat that I would like to taste. Animals I would like to kill with a crossbow. I have made this list, and I'm going to do a video about it, probably down the road, or at least a podcast. I think it's a fun thing to talk about, and I'm anxious to hear your feedback as well. But Bungie and I want to go to Texas. We want to go to Africa. We want to go hunt in Manitoba, right? We got all these big plans, so I will be talking about that down the road.
2: I would just like to say I thank you very much for the context that you and your daughter are putting out there. I'm a 61-year-old playing around with crossbows, and you've been a real great help. I thank you for all that you do, and keep up the good work.
0: Well, thank you, friend of Bungie Jamie. I appreciate it, and there's more coming. Make sure you stay tuned right here on Death by Bungie. Speaking of South Africa, remember I said that was one of the places I wanted to hunt? Bungie and I have a trip planned down the road here. We have friend of Bungie, Gary, with some unfortunate feedback.
2: Rich, uh, this is Gary from South Africa. I think you guys have a great uh, program, you and your daughter. Um, I watch it all the time on YouTube, and uh, you guys are extremely passionate about what you do, which is great to watch. Unfortunately, I'm uh, giving you a rather sad um, complaint to a company, Scorpid, who you know very well. I see you using their Death Stalker um, bow. Also, a very good product. I've had uh, Scorpid for about ten years, one of the older, the older ones. Shot a lot of game with it. In fact, I've got two of them. And uh, just recently, the the limbs broke. And uh, unfortunately, Scorpid have the policy of they don't send spares out the country. You have to send your crossbow. You've got to ship it over to the U.S. to get repaired. And as we unfortunately had a very bad experience with corporate, um, it, it took a whole year for the crossbow to be sent over there, them to repair it and, and, uh, send it back. And the whole thing cost me, um, 1200, uh, US dollars, um, which was pretty pricey. No sooner was it, uh, back, I'd had it for about three weeks and the limbs broke again and, uh, I contacted them and they just said, no, no, I have to resend it again. And I said, but surely, you know, it must be some kind of warranty.
0: I don't like hearing this. I will tell you what. Now, I am not affiliated with any company out there. There was a time when I loved my Excalibur Axiom. Still do, obviously. Whoa, don't be taking that the wrong way. 100% I love my Excalibur Axiom. Bungie and I, Bungie is not going anywhere, right? I love that crossbow. Every time I pick up that crossbow, the first thing that comes to mind is why on earth am I hunting with something different? I just don't understand it. It does everything I've ever asked it to do. I don't have any complaints about that. Modern Excaliburs really aren't my cup of tea, and it's because I'm spoiled with the original Bungee. I'm spoiled with that old school Excalibur. The newer ones, don't give me the simplicity of Excalibur, you Excalibur fanboys, right? <laughs> There's a little tongue-in-cheek there, but the reality is the modern Excaliburs have lost that to me. To me, a modern Excalibur, for example, doesn't have the simplicity when you have, number one, a concern about limbs breaking, but they have new limbs. Jury's still out on those, although I've heard mixed reviews. There's also a You know, Now, to decock the modern Excalibers with that funky knock that they have, they have a knock with a physical switch in it instead of a Burt Coyote Luminock. I don't like that idea because it's just one more thing to break and you can't replace the batteries in it. That's not good. And to decock it, you need a special device now to cock them in the first place, you need a special device called a crank. I'm not a big fan of those, and you need special garments in order to crank it. You got to wear this wrist strap and make sure you buckle it in nice and all this other stuff. You can't make that with Velcro. Come on, or snap it on or something. Why is it got to be? Oh, why do you have to buckle it and find a little hole and all that? I watched Genevieve do it. She's really good at it. I guarantee you that the people out there who do these things on a regular basis are very, very good at it. I could be. I am sure if I spent a lot of time trying to learn all this stuff. I don't want to. It is not worth it for me to learn how to crank a crossbow. If I can't rope cock it, that's just the way it is. I started this podcast telling you I'm too old to, you know, I'm getting too old to travel long distances and all that stuff. Just getting too tired to do it, you know, a lot of hassle. More hassle than it's worth to me, maybe. I don't know. Same thing with cranks. Too old to learn a new style of cocking a crossbow, and a rope works just fine. And that's one of the reasons friend of Bungie Gary uh, that I went to with a killer instinct, 195 pound draw weight under the 200 pound limit for New York, but it's still not illegal. Crossbow in New York is too narrow. It's way too narrow, right? So that though, I can rope cock with ease, not a problem. I will say it's actually, it's got a 50% let off. When you're getting all the way to back you know just when you think you're getting to the point where it's too much to pull it gives up and it just gives you the 50 percent let off and it cocks with no problem it's really a nice style those x1 cams uh that they designed specifically for this crossbow which are available on some of their other models really is an innovation like to me i rope cocked the swat xp i have rope cocked the SWAT X1. And I can tell you that the, of the two, I see the difference, right? And I really do like the X1, obviously, obviously, because I went and bought one. But uh, I will tell you that, a uh, friend of Bungie, Gary, that what I hear from you about Scorpid is sad. And it makes me uh, sad. That's, that's the word for it. Just like the modern X-Calibers, it's sad for me to see a company get away from, for whatever reason, right? Some people say, well, it's because they were bought out by Bowtech. Some people will say, well, it's because they're trying to fight the speed race. They're in the speed race and they want fast crossbows. Well, I got news for you. They're losing the speed race because their speeds are way behind the market on crossbows. And they came out with a 305 feet per second crossbow in an era where we... Other companies came out with a 500 feet per second crossbow. They got rid of their 440, Excalibur did. So their fastest crossbow now is a 420. So they are far behind on speeds, right? Far behind on speeds. And that, like, 400 is a modern speed. And most of the Excaliburs, if you put a 400 grain arrow on there, because they rate their speeds with a 350 grain arrow, which nobody should use. There's really no purpose other than to puff up your speeds. There really is no purpose for a 350 grain arrow in a hunting situation, right? But if you do that and you adjust it for a 400 grain arrow, they're actually. I don't think they have one that shoots 400 feet per second. I won't swear by that, but I could do the math. We could use our death by bungee calculators to estimate that perhaps. But you're really, you know, most of them are shooting, if you put a competent arrow weight on there, especially with their high draw weights, you really want a heavier arrow. You're lucky if you get 300 to 330 out of some of these things, which is, you know, a 2010, that's a 15-year-old speed almost or something. Like they were crossbows shooting faster than that 20 years ago. So, Uh, You know that's a problem. That's a problem for Excalibur. I'm not. uh, It it just makes me sad. I wish it were different, right? I wish I was sitting here telling you how great the modern Excaliburs were. I really do. And the same thing goes for the Scorpids. And what friend of Bungie Gary is telling me here, I gotta tell you, I've had this from a few people telling me about their Scorpids, and. I can go a little a step further and give you some of my own experience. I have emailed a couple of times I have emailed Scorpid and never received a response on two different occasions. Two emails sent, no responses. Now, I don't know what the deal is. Maybe their server doesn't like Gmail or something. I don't know. But that's not good, right? That's not good if you don't get a response back from a company. That's not good. Then you hear this sort of situation, which I know to be true if I have a problem with Bungie 3.0, the slick black Cadillac, that's got to be sent to Scorpid to get fixed. So I send it to Florida, and they, within a five-year period, will honor the warranty and send it back, perhaps. Unless they decide they don't want to honor the warranty. Then i got to deal with that. And that's unfortunate. Again, shouldn't be that way. I shouldn't have to worry about that. And I don't really worry about it. That crossbow, I will say this. Uh, maintains accuracy out to 60 yards, no problem when it's in tune, and it's easy to tune, and I can do it myself. And I've dry fired it, and it still shoots great. Really, I got no room to complain, right? I'm not complaining about the product. I'm not complaining about the crossbow in this case. I can rope cock it. It's 150 pound draw weight. It's a great crossbow. The downside is the company, right? So in this case, you know, it's the company. It's not the product. And that's very similar with the story we hear from Friend of Bungie, Gary. Very sad to hear that. Not good news. Let's end this podcast on a good note, however. Hope you have a good season. Killing deer this year. All hail, Bungie. Thank you, Friend of Bungie, Ricky. And indeed, all hail, Bungie. Good luck out there. More soon.